Welcome to Let's Talk Link Building. My name is Aaron Anderson with uh, LinkPitch.io, and this week we have Amanda Jordan. She works as a local SEO director with uh, an agency called Rickety Roo. Local link building is not something that I would consider a strong point for me, so it was really fun to be able to dive into the specifics and the nitty gritty of how to link build for sites that are targeting local specific areas. So. Yeah, it's, it was a lot of fun. Let's dive right in. Thanks, Amanda, for joining us to chat about link building. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's one of my favorite topics, especially for local businesses. Yeah, it's great. And that's what I really would like to dive into here. You know, Amanda and I kind of, we worked together previously on a, a client before, and I was giving her some background uh, with that client, what I did from a link building perspective. But the the honest truth is, for local businesses, I generally uh, shy away from working with local businesses, and so I don't have a ton of experience link building for local or even how to approach local. So, you know, to start off, could you give us a bit of uh, maybe kind of go into your background and tell us kind of how you got into SEO and kind of what led you to where you are today? Sure. Uh, I've been in local SEO since 2011. This is the first thing I did right out of uh, college, so I would jump right into it. So I worked with a variety of clients, enterprise level businesses, franchises, utility companies, all types of large businesses with multiple locations. And I've also worked with small to medium sized businesses. So anything from your local home service business, like a plumber to uh, med spas and uh, multi-location uh, plastic surgeons and things like that as well. So kind of ran the entire gambit of sizes of businesses that do local SEO uh, my experience, of course, does include Google business profiles and Google My Business and Google Maps, whatever you want to call it. Um, I prefer calling it Google Maps still. But uh, it, it also includes a lot of organic, technical, and link building strategies as well, because local SEO isn't just Google Maps. It's everything a business that is local needs to rank. That's great. So this is just your first job out of college. You just saw some ad or something and applied and uh, ended up finding it was a, a great fit for you, huh? Yeah, it was actually an internship. And then they just hired me on full time after after my internship. I just got very, very lucky to get a paid internship at, right out of while I was still in college and then have that turn into my first full time job. Yeah, that's that's quite unique to be able to get something in your first job and have it turn into like a, a nice career for you. So that's, that's awesome. So with local link building, one thing that I'm curious about is, you know, I do a lot of link building for kind of national brands and stuff. And so, you know, we do a lot of outreach and you know, you get, you're getting a percentage of your outreach to convert into links. But on a local scale, I get a little confused because it's like you have citations and then you have links and I don't know, like, the difference in, you know, when should you focus on this or, or that? And then too, from an outreach perspective, it's like, well, if I, I put together like a hundred prospects and then I burn through that, like, how do I keep finding new prospects? Like, do you like, so could you kind of go into maybe what's your general approach to link building for local businesses and how do you prioritize links versus citations? And do you have like one or the other first or kind of how you approach things? Sure. So the interesting thing about local to me, it's actually one of the areas where you have to do a lot of different strategies for link building. Like you can't, like they all end up being important and playing a role. Another interesting thing about local SEO is that competitors and understanding your competitors is extremely important because you don't need to be the best in the country 
at ranking for this keyword. You just need to beat the guy down the street. So it's all like comparative. Like if your competitors are working on citations heavily and you're behind them, that's where you need to focus first. Or if you see that they're getting a lot of local links from other businesses in the area, from chambers of commerce, from being involved in the community, then that's likely where you need to start. So it'll depend on kind of what your competitors are doing. Of course, like if you can get a link from Forbes or New York Times, like that's also great, like for a local business. So it's not like one always is more important than the other. It ends up being like a a mishmash of uh, strategies being used all together to kind of get what you can because you will run out very quickly if you try to stick to local or citations because most local sites are not great, right? They're, it's not like they're websites that have like a lot of authority, a lot of traffic or anything like that. They're usually like another local business or they're usually like a directory of some sort with a bunch of businesses near you and that's it. Like they're not providing like any true value or any true traffic that's likely to come in through that link. But something we also find is that uh, relationships between entities become important for local link building too. So even if it's like if you have a local celebrity or a figure that people are aware of, getting a link from that person can help you out. It can boost your visibility because you're sending more signals too to Google about I'm located in this area. I'm connected with this person that you already know is also located in this area and is considered important. And my business is also related to this relationship as well. So there are things that you can do that can really help you out that I think historically would have been linked over for link building because it's like, and that's like, that's a local news anchor or something like that. That's not super important for my business, but if they have enough of a following or even if their name, say they have their their own uh, Wikipedia page, they have their own knowledge panel, things like that, then that person could be valuable enough to get a link from anyway, just because Google has a better understanding of their business and entity as a whole. So you're just tying yourself to that that, uh, entity that Google already understands to a greater extent than they do your current business. Sure. So local link building, is it more of you know, it sounds like you have to use a lot of different strategies and, and maybe you look at citation building and like links is like kind of the same thing. It just depends on, you know, what your competitors are, Wh- wherever you're lacking, that's what you want to go after. Not necessarily like, oh, this is better than that. It's just like, well, where are you lacking? And let's, let's focus on that. Right. So when you do the, the links side of it, is it more like you have to do a more custom approach because you have limited prospects? Is it more of like, you know, are you jumping on the phone and calling people and trying to get like, or like, is it still, do you do email based outreach? Like, because with the limited number of prospects, I'm curious as to, you know, kind of how you manage that, like on an ongoing basis, if, you know, because I think like for me, I could find a campaign and if the campaign's working, we could keep running and keep getting new prospects for this campaign on a weekly basis. Well, for local, like maybe you identify a campaign and there's only 20 prospects for this particular idea or whatever like so are you doing a more thorough type of outreach or or how do you do it our outreach is pretty much the same Uh, we focused on uh emailing and reaching out and then if there's like some type of submission form uh doing that that is really how we focus our time if there is a relationship there like a local relationship we kind of have the client do an intro for us uh via email so like this is my son's baseball team. We donate to them every year. They have a website or whatever, or they're on the school's website. Could we possibly get a link from that? And then we, they introduce us and we, or we'll just tell them what they need to do, right? We'll just say, this is what you should ask for. 
since they have that relationship already in place, that is typically what we do is still mostly email. It's just that uh, those emails are going to be like personalized and sent out like one by one. And likely a lot of times someone that the business owner has some type of relationship with or they know personally uh, that often helps is them being involved in the community. It makes it a lot easier to build links. Sure. So are there certain types of strategies? Like, yeah, it sounds like you have to use a lot of different strategies, but are there certain strategies you're like, okay, these are maybe our bread and butter top three approaches that generally, because I'm, I'm curious as to like what types of things you're outreaching, like, is it with specific content or like, if it's a small business that doesn't have a lot of content, but like you would like to get a link from them, like what, what incentives are you offering or, or how are you paying for links or what, what are kind of your, your top ways of approaching them? Yeah. So one of them is like sponsorships. I think that's like one of the, the ones that are, that's very easy to find especially if you can find a cause that the owner of the business cares about and then find those opportunities. It makes it easier to get them to buy the links, right? Because small businesses are likely don't have as much of a budget for link building as a national brand. So yeah, just finding those opportunities to capitalize on things that they want their business to be known for as well. So if they want to be known as a member of a community, they want to be known as someone who supports local events and things like that. Uh, taking those opportunities and um, getting links from them by saying, hi, we partner with you every year. We're just wondering if we can get a link to our website out of it uh, because every year we are, we're happy to donate. We love being part of your event. And it would just be something that we'd really appreciate. Uh, that's one of the things that we do. Uh, we also look at competitors very heavily from a couple of different perspectives. One, are they getting links from topically relevant websites? So are there national p- websites that they are getting links from? And is it from content they've produced or is it from some type of directory for local businesses or is it from like maybe some PR or news jacking or anything like that? And just finding those opportunities and what they're doing. And that's often how topical links are acquired is looking at competitors and looking where they've been actually instead of trying to reach out, cold outreach and not even knowing if you can get anything out of that company, reaching out to the people that you already know work with local businesses in your industry for links instead and it's un- it, like we usually use like three to five competitors to, to get our our basis of what type of types of links we should be focusing on and all five competitors are not going to have the same backlink so there's always going to be opportunities there that you would not have seen otherwise if you had a limited number or you just focus on your number one competitor and then you just don't want to have the, the exact same backlink system anyway because are, how are you going to uh overtake them in rankings if you're just getting all the links from the same place. So we try to diversify with that for topical links. And then for local links uh, and like directory links, we just look for, we kind of tie that into Barnacle SEO too, where we find the websites that were that are showing up on the first page and making sure that we're listed on those websites and we get a link back to our website just because that serves multiple purposes. Because if someone clicks on that Yelp and we're in the top 10, and then we're also in the local pack and we're also in organic search results, we have more chances of getting that business. And if we just depended on our our own SEO strength and not on the strength of the other sites, and then also if we're doing the Barnacle SEO strategy, we get links out of it as well. So it's kind of a two for one deal. 
Uh, so that's one of the that's I think one of the top strategies that we use that is very helpful because it gives there's extra benefit to that. So kind of like focusing on what your customer or client cares about to get them to get buy-in for purchasing links through sponsorships and things like that. Focusing on where topically relevant links are coming from for your competitors to see if there's any national opportunities for you or opportunities that are wouldn't be as obvious, right, from doing your own research. And then also Barnacle SEO. What are the sites like Yelp or Home Advisor or TripAdvisor showing up in search results for your types of keywords and making sure that you're getting links from those sites and also trying to get on those top or best business lists as well. Okay, yeah, the sponsorships is one. I've also seen companies that offer that as like a service, like, oh, we have a have built a big database of these local sponsorships and, you know, we can... So I have noticed that is a big thing in local. So it sounds like that's something you can use for any client, the sponsorships. And then the competitor research, and maybe you're finding opportunities and and putting those into buckets, like these different types of links that we can see across the competitors. We can go after these types and this type and this type. And then I've never heard of it called Barnacle SEO, but that like when I actually got started, it was in local for like, you know, my uncle's business. And that's basically what I was doing. I was just like, well, let me just find where companies like theirs are listed and just get onto their directories, you know? And you said top page. I usually would do like maybe top five pages or top 10 pages. I don't know. How far down do you technically generally go when you're looking at finding directories that I are like ranking well? Top three pages is good just because their variations in the keywords could mean that some of those in the later pages may rank higher based on the keywords someone is searching for. So getting top three would be good. Uh, it's just like, you know, you definitely want the top 10 for your like most relevant keywords, because if you're on the pages of the first page, you have as much real estate as you can possibly take up. Sure. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, I, I can see sponsorship can be like a scalable strategy once you kind of build up a, a database and, and or maybe every client you also, you probably uncover different opportunities based on like competitors and you say, oh, they got a link from, from yeah. this one. And I can see the... Um, the barnacle, that's something that is kind of, you know, you can, re- it's fairly repeatable. And the competitor, I guess, is where it has the most variation. And from the competitors that often seeing, I guess you also can uncover local opportunities that exist, but also like to see if there are opportunities for these more national campaigns. That's kind of where you're identifying national approaches that could work is by seeing what the competitors are doing is that right right because like if a, an, a mom and pop business just like mine can get a link from this site then i'm more i'm more likely to be able to do it instead of kind of being ignored because i'm a local small business so that is a good way to just find those national opportunities that are more likely to give more chances to small businesses sure and when it comes to like prospecting and, and having certain minimum criteria like I guess that's something I get hung up in local too is because it's the local relevance is also really important. So my, my thought process has always been if it's local, like don't stress as much about the metrics because it's a small local business. Like do you kind of throw metrics out the window when you're looking at like locally relevant sites to get links from? Yeah. Like as long as it's not like spammy garbage, like it's, it's at least improving your local relevance to Google because they know that that website is local and it's linking to you. So there's still some value out of it. And then the example I gave earlier with like a local entity or celebrity, we actually saw that happen where they just put a website up. So they did not have any authority, but they linked to our website and we immediately saw an improvement 
because they were known in the area. So Google already understood who they were without their website having any authority yet because they already have so much background information about this person that it wasn't necessary for for it to give a boost to another website. So like it, those opportunities are really valuable. So yeah, so it sounds, I mean, are there certain things that you look at then from like a, a metrics or like we need a certain minimum? Is it like they need to have a, like a, an address on the, you know, cause sometimes you'll have these small people and maybe it's a one man business and like they have no traffic, you know, a DR of, you know, eight or something. Yeah. And it's like, because they are in a local area and they have a local business is that that's good enough from a local relevance is, are, are there any certain minimums that you do look at uh, when you value? Is it mostly like, as long as we can tell it's it appears to be a legitimate business and they have an address that that's good enough or like what what would you say yeah as long as they appear to be a legitimate business and they have an address that's typically enough uh, but what we we do prioritize though so we do go like that would be like the bottom of our list in our list of mm-hmm. links to go after we would go after the things that we are certain have more value first uh, or things that are just good opportunities based on topical relevance, local relevance, before going to things that where there may be like a low, low authority or not a lot of content and things like that. And then sometimes, like if they're like, if I think one of the biggest things for us is content. So the site has zero to none, no content, and we can't really tie any true local relevance to it. And it doesn't have any topical relevance either. Then that would be one that we would skip just because we can't see any value coming out of it. And for us, like sending out an email is like, if, if they don't respond, okay, that's fine. They were, like, they were, they were, they were highly valuable to begin with, but we'll at least shoot them an email and see what we can get back out of it. Sure. Now, when it comes to, you know, I want to talk a little bit about link farms because historically it didn't seem like this was as big of a thing in a local market, but I have noticed a lot more of these sites that appear to target a local area but they're just link farms with a new face like trying to target local areas is this a trend that you've seen you know a pop-up more recently you know what what have you kind of noticed as, as far as uh, as far as that's concerned i haven't seen those but that makes perfect sense to me especially if you're like working like out attorneys always have bigger budgets, especially if you're talking about like personal injury attorneys and uh, so like and uh, workers comp and things like that. Uh, they have money to spend on marketing. And if they don't have anyone giving them good advice, it could be very easy for them to say, oh, this person already has a ton of can give me a ton of local links really quickly. So getting those farms can be tricky. I think it's just a different it's a different take on the strategy. Instead of doing like a bunch of topical sites that are linking together or unrelated sites, you're like, let's take a local angle instead, uh, because these businesses may be savvy enough to understand that locality is a factor for them. Okay. Do you have any uh, like example of like a like your favorite campaign, like link building campaign you've run, or maybe you were very creative or you ran something and you took a very different angle and it was very successful just to kind of get a sense for maybe some like successful story in the, in the local space. Yeah. Um, actually my, is this is going to be a boring story because it's very straightforward. <laughs> One of the best links I've gotten was from thumbtack.com and it was 
just from using Hara. Like we actually were <laughs> able to get the Hara link. Uh, and it was very simple and very quick. It was surprising how, how well it worked. And it's, of course, you just have to be the first to get to them before they get bombarded by emails. That is really the name of the game for that. Most of our link building strategies, like it's kind of like, hey, this is what we did. And this is the results we got out of it. But we don't kind of, it's just like a small part of all the, the services that we offer our clients. So it's kind of something that we track, but we don't uh, heavily like monitor exactly what's happening with links. Just kind of like what are how many, especially for local businesses, because they're the thing that they're looking at most is is my phone ringing more. Like they're not crazy about the traffic; they like seeing more traffic. But if it's not highly relevant traffic, they're they're pretty dismissive of it. So we our our main mm-hmm. metric for no matter what we're doing from an SEO perspective is. Well, is their phone phone ranking more? Are they getting more service requests? Yeah, that makes sense. The traffic may or may not be monetizable for them. It's really like whether my phone is ringing is what I'm... Yeah, yeah. I, I really care about. Okay. So for Harrow, you know, it sounds like Harrow is, is part of one of the strategies that you, that you use. Are, is Harrow something that you're looking more from like a, a location-specific relevance? Or you're looking for like relevance for like the the service of the company and are you how are you monitoring those because i can't imagine that there's like a ton of relevant queries so are you just setting up alerts like you know like custom alerts they come in that only anytime someone asks a question about plumbing like we want to be on it or yeah that's it's just uh alerts for specific types of queries because a lot of our businesses that we work with are service businesses so plumbing cleaning services, things like that. And then like taking advantage of those like topically related that are not exactly it. Like, because uh, journalists aren't looking for you to give a quote about what is it like to clean someone's house or anything like that. Their question is like, how do you get red wine out of a white carpet or something like that? And those are the opportunities that we look for and we have our clients kind of jump on top of as quickly as possible. It is a challenging thing to do because they do get like a lot of responses very quickly because it's it's Hara is not a secret to SEOs or anyone else like mm-hmm. everyone knows about it. But it's just like, hi, if we find something interesting and we think we can get a response quick enough, we'll go after it. But otherwise, it's just kind of like a, hey, if we get this, it would be a nice, nice to have. We could get these on top of what we're doing with our other uh, link building efforts. Sure. So. Are you, is that something that you have someone manually kind of inspecting that on a regular basis or it's mostly you just have like certain keyword alerts set up and then that's kind of the, the main monitoring? Yeah, certain keyword alerts, uh, that's what we do because it would, there's so many that go out every day. <laughs> it would be hard to catch up with them, keep up with them. Um, and it's, we work with businesses in very specific industries, so it makes it easy for us to just kind of monitor for specific keywords. But that I imagine like every once in a while, there is something that's worded in a way that just doesn't happen to mention one of our keywords. So that like, depending on how many clients you have and how much effort you need to put into it, it may be worth just to like quickly scan those emails and just see if there's any opportunities every day. And then there's a Twitter hashtag for journalists too, Uh, a journal request. That's one of them. Yeah, where they like ask for specific things. I think one of the things that's important is to understand what, times of the year like seasonality for journalists writing on different topics and making sure you capitalize that on that and you're ready so that you can watch it more closely during those times of the year like spring cleaning would be obviously a big one for a housekeeping company 
And just making sure that you're just kind of aware of, huh, this is probably when there's going to be an uptick in journalists writing about these specific topics that are related to my business. So I need to make sure that we're monitoring this for those opportunities. Well, Amanda, this has been really interesting. You know, my perspective coming in, you know, if I'm approached by a local client is, is mostly how can I create some sort of piece of content or something that can be relevant for like kind of a yeah. national type of campaign. And it sounds like that's also something you guys are aware of and do, but you know, as a link builder, you know, I'm trying to think, okay, what kind of things that I can do on an ongoing basis? Yeah. And that's, that's one of the challenges is that, you know, there's lots of different approaches and styles and a lot of this is based on competitors. And so, yeah, that's why it's kind of link building in the local space is part of, you know, it's, it's probably better done as a kind of a holistic approach with, with all the different aspects. So and that's maybe why I, I always kind of struggle to figuring out the, the <laughs> yeah best, yeah it is like approach. really interesting and a lot like I think link building for a national brand would also be more interesting too uh, just because you have there are so many more possibilities there's so much more data you can get to make something really interesting that people want to interact with we do sure. uh, we do some do that sometimes with larger clients we'll like have a brainstorming session everyone comes with their research and ideas of interesting kind of like linkable assets or pieces of content that people would want to share based on like what we found and the data that we were able to find online and then make like pieces of content after that that is also something that we do but that's for a client that has a larger budget and is more invested mm-hmm. in eventually ranking nationally that would be someone that's more like an enterprise client like i have five locations now but i'm merging and acquiring a bunch of other businesses so i need to be more visible nationwide sure or a client where maybe the location doesn't matter like the client we worked on before which was a immigration attorney and Mm -hmm. they could really take on clients anywhere right it's less of a location necessity there and uh, if, if someone wants to get in touch with you what's the best way yeah, if you want to get in contact with me, you can email me at amanda at ricketyroo.com, R-I-C-K-E-T-Y-R-O-O.com, or you can find me on Twitter at Amanda T. Jordan. Awesome. Well, appreciate uh, you coming on. It was uh, super fascinating. And thanks again. Yeah, thank you for having me. Nice seeing you again. 